What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and today we're just going to kind of jump into the season. The Sixers are 4-1, and they're sitting pretty, um, and Nick Nurse looks like he's the right man for this job, so I kind of want to just dig into a little bit of the numbers of the season so far. Sixers are scheduled to play today, take on the Washington Wizards in just a little bit, but figured hop on here and get a quick episode out here. Um, so... First of all, looking at the numbers for for the starters, you see that the biggest thing that pops out is that four Sixers starters five games into the season are averaging 20-plus points a game. Tobias Harris sitting on the fringe of 20 points to go along with six rebounds and two assists, um, while Kelly Oubre uh, with 21 and four rebounds, uh, assist numbers we don't talk about for Kelly Oubre, turning into a little bit of a Michael Porter Jr., but hey, he's shooting 53.6% from the field, so can't worry all that much. Tyrese Maxey, going for 26 a game to go along with 5.2 and 6.6 assists. Um, so very, very nice season. Maxie's putting together, shooting 48.9%. And, of course, you have the big fella, Joel Embiid, with 29.4. But what really sticks out to me for Embiid is those 11 rebounds and 6.2 assists per game. We've seen that Embiid's playmaking already looking better to start the season, not that it wasn't good before. But Embiid shooting 50% from the field, 47% from three. Um, and those big four are all shooting over 40% from three with Tobias Harris at the lowest of 44.4%. Um, just an incredible season for these four starting out the season. Nick Nurse looks like they've got them all on the same page. They've been running together. They've been playing together. The ball movement looks like nothing I've ever seen um, in a Sixers team. So I know it's very early, but very a lot to get excited about. Um, another thing to get excited about is the team numbers that the Sixers are putting up this year. And if you look at almost every single major category, the Sixers crack the top 10, whether it's points per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throws, rebounding, blocks, plus minus. The Sixers really are at the top of the list in almost anything. And that's a really good sign to see is that the Sixers are playing such a wide variety of basketball. They're, all their scoring and their success is not coming from one place. Sure, their three-point shooting has been pretty phenomenal um, with those four guys shooting at that clip, but it's really been coming a lot from the starting lineup, and it looks like the bench is only going to increase in production. We didn't have Morris and Rocco and Batum before. Um, we've pretty much just been getting uh, some Paul Reed minutes and Pat Bev, and not that that's necessarily bad, but... It's nice to add a few wings that can maybe score the ball a little bit. Um, maybe Kenyon Martin comes in and scores. Um, you know, who knows? But it's going to be exciting to see how these players kind of translate into our team. But, you know, the success is already there. I mean, the Sixers, as I mentioned, 4-1. and one, And they've been winning games pretty handedly. Um, the only loss that they had this year was a one-point loss. Well, you know, 4.1 points. Anthony Melton hit a buzzer beater at the end to cut it down. But a very close game. And then the next four games, the Sixers have taken care of business, winning three of them by double digits. Only uh, the Raptors, they lost, they beat by seven uh, in the away game. But at home, the Sixers have definitely been taking care of business, beating the Blazers by almost 30 points, and then the Raptors by 15, and the Suns by 12, given they did not have Bradley Beal or Devin Booker. But nonetheless, still a good win. The Sixers can only play who's in front of them right now. But if you watch the Sixers play this year, there's just something different about this team. Um, you know, whether it, it's it's Harden being off the court, Maxi being given the keys to be that second option. But there's just a different vibe. I don't know if it's Nick Nurse. I don't know if it's a locker room. I don't know what it is. But you can't help but, but feel like there's something different going on with the Sixers this year. And, you know, I, I know it's hard to get excited about that given all the talent in the East, and I'll keep saying, but... Um, at the end of the day, 
the team that wins the championship is usually the team that plays together the best and is the healthiest. Um, can't control health, but you can control uh, chemistry. And it looks like Nick Nurse really got these guys playing all together. Um, some big notes is that like someone always steps up every single game. If if you know Maxi's having his off night or Tobias is having his off night. Um, Embiid hasn't really had an off night yet with his lowest of the season being 24 points. But, you know what I mean, everyone seems to be stepping up possession by possession when we need them. Um, Oubre is t three games of 20-plus, and Maxi is four games of 20-plus this season. Of course, Embiid scored 20-plus in every game, because why well, wouldn't he have? And it's just really impressive to see how these guys are complementing each other's games. For example, Embiid and Maxi. Um, We've seen, obviously, Embiid play with some superstars, whether you count Ben Simmons as a superstar in his time here. I do. Um, but obviously, that was a whole different dynamic. The James Harden dynamic is kind of close to this Maxi dynamic. However, Harden was more of a pass-first player at that stage in his career, and Maxi is more of this dynamic scorer like Harden was in the early point of his career, not comparing uh, current Tyrese Maxi to prime James Harden. But... Hey, maybe he taught him some things because 26 points a game is not bad at all. But the fact that Embiid and Maxi every single game this season, the least points they've combined for in a game was 46. It's a really good sign for Sixers fans. And if your biggest problem is the bench when you just made a huge trade to acquire a bunch of bench pieces, also a very good sign. And when you look really deeply into the numbers and the Sixers against other teams, you see they're pretty much doing everything better than them. I mentioned all the categories they're top 10 in. But when you really break it down, they're the top team in the league in blocks per game. They're number six in points per game, field goals per game, or field goal percentage, excuse me, and three-point percentage. Um, points per game and for field goal percentage, two things they didn't do great last year. Last year, they were one of the worst rebounding teams in the league at 26. This year, they're 10. Um, plus minus, they were good last year. They continue to be good. But when you look at them against teams this season, when you're looking at outshooting them, um, it's 48.6% to 43, so the Sixers have a 5.6% advantage. That's pretty big in a basketball game. That's a lot, uh, a lot extra shots that the Sixers are getting, um, are making, and they're they're capitalizing on their opportunities because they're outscoring teams by a total of 12.2 a game. Um, you know, as I mentioned, their losses are close, their wins are less close, and going against the Wizards tonight, I hope that that makes it even more, um, more of that gap. But regardless, the Sixers look. They look talented, and they look like they're playing as a team, and, you know, you can't really argue about that. But the real question that lies on this team, I mean, I've grazed over it a couple times, is really this bench squad because you, I just don't know what you do with this team. Do you bring Kelly Oubre off the bench scoring 21 points a game? I don't know if you can do that, but you have the options. You, have, you can put Morrison at the 4 and Tobias at the 3. You can put in... You know, whether it's Robert Covington, probably won't slide him into the starting lineup, but, you know, he's good for some minutes. Whether you want to get the young guy, Kenyon Martin, some minutes. Um, whether you want to play Paul Reed at that backup five, or you want to play Mo Bamba at that five and Reed at the four. Um, it's interesting. Embiid's been playing a lot of minutes under Nick Nurse, which honestly kind of expected when he saw how much he would play Siakam and Van Vliet in Toronto. Of course, Kawhi Leonard's an exception because the guy really plays basketball. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but the other question is, what do you do with DeAnthony Melton? Um, is that an option for a guy you move to the bench? Because in a starting role, he's clearly not looked good. He's shooting 7.2 points per game, 5 assists, sure, but he's shooting 28% from the field, just absolutely messing up the Sixers' beautiful shooting percentages. And you wonder if maybe you move Kelly Oubre to the 2, Toby to the 3, and Morris to the 4. That creates a pretty big starting lineup. Is that something that the Sixers might be interested in? Um, there's a lot to work with here. I mean, DeAnthony Melton was a very, very solid bench piece last year. I think he could be a very solid bench piece. I think the Sixers 
Raiders still need to make moves. Obviously, the Zach Levine rumor is still flying. Um, the OG rumor is still flying. But I feel like for now, you just got to work with what's in front of you, as I like to always say, because the Sixers always are engaged in some trade talk, whether it's for a player they have going away or for a player they want. You know, as a Sixers fan, you have to just learn to appreciate what you have in front of you. Um, and at this point, we know that Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid are going to be the Sixers duo. I think even if you bring in a guy like Zach Levine, I honestly still think that Tyrese Maxey is that number two option. I don't know if that's crazy at this point. Zach Levine, an all-star caliber player, sure. But is Maxey not? I mean, that, that's a that's a big argument at this point. Tyrese Maxey is averaging 26.2 to go along with 5.2 and 6, shooting an incredible percentage from the field. 47% from high volume from three. Like, there's not much arguing with Tyrese Maxey five games into the season. And yeah, five games into the season, sure, you can be like, oh, Jeremy Lin had a five-game stretch like that. Or you can name, like, ten players who had a five-game stretch that was super impressive. But it's not like this is Maxey's first time showing his capabilities. I mean, every time he's been thrusted into a big role or a key role, Tyrese Maxey has shown that he is more than able to perform at that high level. And Tyrese Maxey now just had his, what was it, 23rd birthday? Which, honestly, yeah, pretty absurd to think about that Tyrese Maxey is 23 years old. I feel like this guy has already shown so much in the NBA uh, at, at, to be 23 and playing like this. I mean, sure, is he the best 23-year-old in the NBA? Probably not. But Tyrese Maxey was drafted and you know, with a 20-plus non-lottery pick, and he's just proven to be every bit of, every bit of talented. And it's a great pick by Daryl Morey, clearly. And he fits right into, I think, what the Sixers are trying to do. And I think the real question now, along with uh, the bench woes and Melton is whatever, the bigger question is, are the Sixers a talented enough team to make a playoff push? And I don't mean to make the playoffs and go to the second round. I mean, do they have the pieces necessary to beat the Bucks, to beat the Heat, to beat the Celtics? And the only way that I think you can argue that you can is by valuing Tyrese Maxey at that all-star level. And I think I'm getting to that point. You know, I think going into the season, the first couple games, I was like, sure, this is fun. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to value Tyrese Maxey as a player that can help the Sixers to win a championship. I mean, when you look at the Nuggets roster, the Sixers is not nearly as complete as the Nuggets was last year. But there's definitely an argument to be made that Tyrese Maxey is a Jamal Murray-level player. Is he quite as good yet? Maybe not. Is he quite as good in the playoffs? Definitely not. Does he have the opportunity and the potential to be as good as Jamal Murray? Sure. And then when you look at the rest of that Nuggets lineup, um, the guys like Aaron Gordon, you know, that's a play, a type of player that the Sixers could try to acquire with all their draft picks and bench players at the deadline. Michael Porter Jr., I think, is, is very comparable to Tobias Harris. And I think that the teams, of course, the Nuggets are better. They're more all around. They had a better bench, better everything. But I think with Nick Nurse, the Sixers are more of a contender and more of a threat than the Eastern Conference is ready to admit. And I think that people are underestimating Joel Embiid because of his pre- uh, previous playoff experience and look how could you not when you look at the playoffs and you look at Joel Embiid you're like this dude's a underperformer he can't make it out of the second round he's still the NBA's MVP he still averages 33 points a game last year there's still so much potential in Joel Embiid and in his career to have an absolute breakout playoff run that I would never count him out any year in or year out and after every season I get frustrated with him and then every season I'm back to believing uh, I haven't been back to believing yet but here I am sports ethos Sixers are back to believing in the Sixers. They're getting me excited, which is never a good sign as a Sixers fan. But, hey, when you get excited, you get into it. Um, you know, they got me tuned in every single game, every single minute. Um, Joel Embiid's playing basketball. I kind of feel like I have to watch. Tyrese Maxey's playing basketball at this level. Kind of feels like I have to watch. And it seems like the way the Sixers are playing, they're making me have to watch and have to believe, which is not a bad thing at all. But 
yeah, it's just been really cool to see this team gel. I mean, it seems like the vibes in the locker room, too, are really high. It seems like the guys really like playing together. It seems like Ubre's happy to be here. Um, you know, and I don't know how with Embiid, I think he's probably thrilled that Harden's gone personally. I'm sure Maxi is just on top of the world right now playing like he is and playing how the team is. So um, it's nice to see just this, this camaraderie and, and the lack of drama on the team because it seems like we haven't really had that for a while. Sure, right after the Harden trade, you could say there was a lack of drama. But anytime you bring James Harden into an organization, there's a lot of question marks. And right now, whatever happens, whatever trades are made, um, it's safe to say that our core players of Embiid, Maxi, I think even Tobias Harris at this point are pretty safe um, for the rest of the season. So it's nice to, to not have to worry about that and to not have to worry about as much. You can worry about basketball for what feels like the first time in a long time. And I think when you look at championship teams, they're all teams that really just had to worry about basketball. You look at the Bucks when Giannis won the championship. You know, look at the Raptors with Kawhi. You look at the Nuggets with Jokic. These are all teams that they're, they're star players and the players around them. There's no one really drawing up that much drama. They're just there to play basketball and win games. And I think that that's a huge part of winning in the playoffs. So I think that the Sixers always have some stigma surrounding them entering the playoffs, some story. We'll see what it is this year. But this point into the season, I think this is as confident as I've been in the Sixers since um, James Harden was really ready to play for us. So I guess since last season. But I'll be back with another show hopefully soon. I mean, these guys keep rolling. I'll keep putting them out for you quicker and quicker. But... Um, as always, it's been Adam Sherman, and keep trusting that process.